Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. Uh, this is Tim Birch. Actually, I'm sitting in today with our host, uh, Kurt Sumner, and a special guest who we typically hear from talking about the land title survey side, but we're going to talk about something a little bit different today, and that would be the uh, Mr. Gary Kent, the one and only Gary Kent. Um, we're going to talk about the importance of professional surveyor licensure, and this is keeps coming to a head in several different states, and it, it's becoming a little more of a groundswell about why why are we having licensure? Is this a barrier to entry to the profession for some some people and getting getting services? So, Kurt, Gary, thanks for making time to get together about this. I think this is a very important topic. And um, I'll tell you what, Gary, why don't you lead us off? I mean, you've got some some institutional knowledge about this from from other aspects, and then we'll talk talk with Kurt about the NSPS specific. But where do you see the importance of licensure? in the past, today, and going forward. Yeah, um, thanks, Tim, and, and uh, good morning to both of you. The, uh, you know, we, we ran into this issue in Indiana a few years ago, uh, which kind of brought it to a head with me. But you know, when you look at, at licensure, and this is something, I'm on our board of registration in Indiana, and something I constantly remind everyone of, whether we're in a hearing, or whether it's just a discussion with other people, uh, the the reason that anybody is licensed for the protection of the public, uh, safety, health, welfare, and in in some states they uh, conveniently include the word property, which is uh, obviously critical to us. But uh, that's the reason for licensure. Now, you know, we can argue whether there are people or groups that are licensed, um, entities that are, that are licensed or practices that are licensed that should or should not be. But there are some that unequivocally sh should be. And, uh, and I think there, there have been uh, studies done or surveys done that have indicated that the public you know, supports licensure when, when the public safety is, is involved. Uh, but but I took this on because uh, this is something. This whole delicensure issue is a a push from certain groups and in, in the United States, and and it's not going away. They uh, cast it as what you said, Tim, a a jobs thing. You know that people. Uh, struggle to get into a career, they struggle to, to break into a profession uh, because licensure is an impediment to that. Um, the, the, of course, the problem with that is that we're not interested in uh, people uh, you know, practicing a profession, we're interested in qualified people practicing a profession. Uh, 
And, um, uh, you know, that, that conversation doesn't much come up. I think the, the people who are, who are pushing this agenda um, cast it as jobs, but it's not really. It, it's really kind of a libertarian or a, a deregulation attitude that basically all regulations are bad and licensure is just another type of regulation. It's a sham because all it does is the, is it protects groups, you know, uh, from other people coming in. And, uh, and, and there's no doubt, I mean, we ran in, in Indiana, we ran into that with one of the groups that'll be remain unnamed, but they made a comment in one of the hearings that absolutely floored me what they said, and that indicated that their attitude was a protectionist attitude. Um, I, I think that across the board in surveying, that's not the case. And I do think it's very important to understand that this is not just about surveyors. It's really about all non-medical licenses. Uh, there are people who think that engineers shouldn't have to be licensed. Uh, not to mention all of, you know, all of the other professions. And there are some states that license, you know, 35 or 40 different professions or different groups. So I think there's an important point that, that we shouldn't feel like, oh, this is an attack on surveyors. I, I, we shouldn't flatter ourselves. Uh, this is an attack on all non-medical licensure. And so I decided uh, to try and come up with a, a little white paper that I thought needed to be no more, no more than one page in length that captured the essence of why this is important. Because if you expect uh, a policymaker to read a, a white paper that's four or five or 15 pages long, I'll just tell you, that ain't going to happen. Right. Uh, anybody who's ever testified before a, a House or Senate committee in your state knows that, you know, the attention span and I and I don't mean this negatively. They are dealing with a huge number of things and they don't have any interest in you coming in and giving them a 10 minute lecture. It's just not going to happen. So you've got to have something very uh, succinct, very concise. And that was uh, something that. Uh, as you guys know, I just sent something to you a couple of days ago that is a draft towards that sort of thing. Right. So, so my, my take on this is, you know, we're just in the same boat with a whole bunch of other people, but we need to be proactive and we have to have a very clear message as to why this is important. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, swinging it over you, to you, Kurt. Now, obviously, all three of us have been around for for quite a while and have seen a, a lot of different things and technology grow quite a bit. But, Kurt, from your perspective, from the Nash from the, from the national perspective, uh, we have fifty states with fifty different uh, conditions for licensure and and professional and practice and standards. Now, granted, the tenant of the basic tenant of the surveyor is still to protect the public and the health, safety and welfare and property of the public. Um, but can you speak to the a little bit more from your perspective on how these different conditions, different regulations across the country actually is, is playing into some of this this animosity of why we're licensed? Yeah, and I think some of that comes from the fact that in our profession, in surveying, 
we're, we're not unilateral, if that's the right word to use. And, and that goes into the licensing side because things are different, right? We would have different systems <laughs> as we go across the country. Um, and so there's that, that element of it in terms of the, the licensure side that one is prepared to perform services as a professional surveyor in a particular spot, in a particular state under their rules, their regulations. And, and in many cases, the underlying principles on how surveys are done, right? Right. Um, and, and so that automatic uh, transition, if you will, of, of license from one place to the other in surveying in particular runs into a, an issue there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Virginia guy, right? I, uh, I'm a, one of the colonies guys and I wouldn't pick up my roots and run out to Wyoming and start trying to do surveys without preparing myself properly to be able to understand what I need to do there. Right. So it's 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 really from from the surveying perspective, it's as much about. Understanding where you're working and what you're doing and how you need to conduct your work. Using those universal underlying principles about how we do things, but with whatever the characteristics are in, in, in a place where you are. And I think that's hard for people to grasp when when we're having conversations about portability. Um, because it is way different than lots of other, and, and I'm, I'm not going to mention other professions, but we know that other professions or jobs, if you will, that are licensed in today's world really don't vary from one place to another. And whether it's, I'm, I'm not a, a barber or a hairstylist or anything like that, um, although uh, my daughter-in-law is, so maybe that qualifies me to talk about it. I'm not sure about that, but but nonetheless, um, yeah, there may be some intricacies here or there, but by and large, if, if you're going to do that job, you can do it pretty much anywhere um, and and be okay. And that just isn't true with us. And and Gary might want to chime on, in on this, but even our friends in the in the engineering side may have less issues with that transportability thing than we do because engineering design doesn't necessarily have different parameters from one place to another. Um, so, I, and I don't want to throw us out there as being these unique uh, special people, uh, but, but we do have some, some peculiarities maybe is the right word to use in the way we operate and the way we work from place to place. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily get to the underlying principles behind the licensing itself. That, that's a little bit different thing, but just from the perspective of, okay, if I'm here in my state, I want to go somewhere else, I should just be automatically able to do that. No, and, and you make a good point there. And, um, and I'll even say, I'll even go as far as, you know, my entire career has been in, in the state of Illinois and the state of Chicago. And those are two different animals that uh, even within a, a single licensure within Illinois, surveying is different in the city state of Chicago than it is downstate. Um, yet those same apply versus like you just said, somebody coming from the from the colonies coming out to the public lands 
uh, survey system. It's about knowing where you, why you're doing that work. The tenants are still the same. The 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 precise work, uh, the, the 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 locating of the of the legal boundaries and such is still the same. But the conditions in which you're working are different, and the rules are different. Um, Gary, you want you want to you want to tag along on 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 top of that on some of that uh, those thoughts. Yeah, um, yeah, and Kurt mentioned engineering, and, and, and certainly, you know, doing engineering or designing uh, a foundation or a building in, you know, north central Florida, where you've got, uh, you know, limestone caverns and things that collapse uh, is different from Ohio or from uh, Indiana and Illinois, but I think, Tim, you'd agree that if I want to design something in Indiana, uh, uh, design some uh, stormwater in Indiana that crossing the border over into Illinois uh, is uh, you know, has no impact on that design. Uh, or if you're doing structural work in uh, Washington, Oregon, or uh, or California, you probably better you know be be aware of that sort of thing. But uh, other than those, you know, kind of oddball situations. Uh, and I and I agree with with Kurt. I've often said, and um, I apologize for my grandfather clock uh, chiming in the background, but uh, I, I've often said that uh, you know surveyors shouldn't you know, we, you know we're not alone in certain things. We're not the only profession that is getting older. We're not the only you know. There's a lot of things that somehow we think we're special, but but the fact is that, that I think among the professions. Um, we are, I don't want to say we're u unique, but we certainly are different from most professions in that crossing state lines, uh, aside from the rules. Um, you know, Tim, you, you guys in Illinois have, in some cases, triple corners on your uh, on your uh, township lines, or on your range lines. You have triple corners. Mm -hmm. um, we do not have triple corners in Indiana, and I don't think they exist anywhere anywhere else in the United States. Uh, you know, little little things like that, and people, you know, I think sometimes will throw a blanket over the public land system and say, well, it's, you know, Indiana to California, it's all the same public land survey. Uh, no, it's not. It's drastically different. As you guys know, there have been many sets of instructions over the years that have have changed things and and the law constantly changes uh, so uh, you know so we are in, in some sense um, I, I don't like the term unique but but we are certainly different from most other licenses as far as portability uh, with regard to licensure specifically I think there's a very important thing that we need to acknowledge and I did this in the little paper that I've written and that is we need to decouple precise measurement from survey licensure. And the reason we have to do that is because technology allows anybody to go out and make precise measurement today. You can go buy any, any number of different pieces of equipment, software, um, you know, in Indiana, we've got LIDAR for the entire state and it's free. So, you know, anybody with uh, with a modicum of intelligence can make precise measurements. And my point is, uh, 
we need to decouple that. We need to help people understand that's not what boundaries and legal descriptions are about. Right? Measurement is a tool that we use, but boundaries are a function of, of evidence and the law, not measurement. And, uh, and I think that's an important thing because you guys, both of you guys have had people say, oh, you know, oh, you're using GIS or you're using a GPS, you know, or you've had somebody call you and say, uh, I, I got myself a GPS unit. I just need to know the coordinates of my property so I can mark. It. <laughs> right? And, I, and I, I like to tell people, um, you know, there is no connection between GPS and, and the land fabric unless someone has definitively gone out and made that connection on that piece of property. So I, I, I think that's an important point that we need to acknowledge. And I think that's part of the proactive side of things is, is recognizing, yeah, we, we get it. Yeah, there, there is, uh, uh, we, we used to have, uh, uh, you know, we used to have a monopoly on precise measurement and, and we don't anymore. And so I think it's important to explain why, why that has nothing to do with our licensure. Uh, exactly. Well, and, and something, something I want to touch on, uh, getting, I guess, getting back, I'll say somewhat to the importance of, of who we are and what our, our role in uh, public safety, health, welfare. And, but the big thing is property that I was told early in my career. And I only, I, you know, as I've gone through uh, these, these years, I've only come to really believe in it that much more is one other than your, other than your family, the one biggest thing that a person has throughout their, throughout their life is their property. And that's a very important piece of what defines them. And so to be able to have a licensed professional define and help them understand the limits of their property, that what they own is very important to most of society. So, you know, we've got doctors that take care of our health. We've got attorneys that look after our, our legal affairs. Uh, to, to include, you know, I'm not necessarily saying we're, we're quite that high in the echelon, but it's still pretty darn important that we're there with the, with our knowledge and our education and our expertise to provide that, that information, that background, that assurance of what somebody owns and, 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 and that value that we provide to them. Um, I know Kurt, you, any thoughts on that? Uh, how do you feel about, about that at the end of it? Well, I certainly agree with what you're saying. I, I think one of the things too, we, we talk about precision and accuracy all the time and um, getting people to understand that precise measurement does not necessarily equal accuracy of location. Um, and to throw a little bit of a rock at ourselves, uh, we kind of prove that when we do what I call the pen farms. Um, you go to a property corner and there's five irons bumped up against each other because we had a precise measurement in our machine rather than figuring out where the actual accurate location of the, of the boundary point was. And, and so that doesn't help our, our cause. I don't think when, when that comes about, but, but it, this whole concept of, of accuracy and, and precision affects us and affects people that we, we deal with beyond just where their property boundaries are. Um, it gets into 
accurate location and whatever you're doing. If you're designing something, if you're building something, um, having the assurance that it's been put in the right place. Uh, you know, the old story is that GPS will allow you to very precisely put something in the wrong place. Um, you hear that sometimes, but, but it, that's part of what we're talking about as well. And, and when we have that conversation, from our perspective, it's not intended to be a, a slight on what anybody does. It's really trying to have a practical approach to how is that information going to be used? What's, what's going to be the underlying use of that information that we or anybody else provides? And when it comes to the point where it, it needs to be accurately represented, then that's kind of where we get into to issues if folks don't understand that principle. Exactly. Well, and and, and Gary, obviously, with your uh, your involvement with the with the land title survey stuff for so long, I mean, we're talking about real property and being able to provide that aspect of that land title survey. Um, from the physical side, from putting it on the ground, from what, you know, being able to um, accurately show where, where things are on the ground, um, coupled with the, with, with the lender side, the attorney side, the banking side. Uh, I mean, obviously that's, you know, we, we have a big part in that. Um, but I guess my, you know, going on further about the, the licensure itself, because we have all these varied uh, policies, procedures on becoming licensed, and some of them do seem like because of education requirements and what have you. Is there some common ground, in your opinion, going forward to be able to provide that service um, as a land surveyor, especially in this age of, of how important that land title survey is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I actually, I think that uh, you you hit on a good point there, and that is that um, and, and I actually, in my first sentence on the on the little paper that I wrote, I emphasized this issue of what you said, real property. Um, you know, the, the, the real property transactions, whether it's sales or development, uh, make up a huge, huge portion of the economy in the United States. And uh, uh, we, you know, that that system really it comes down to kind of the land tenure system. There has to be confidence, there has to be continuity, and there has to be a perceived integrity in that, that entire system. You know, the, the location of everything from the location of the boundaries to the uh, assurance of, of uh, you know, that, that the integrity in the, in the uh, recordation and you know being able to track chains of title for example that whole thing is is connected together and uh and our clients recognize that importance uh the, the land title the uh, land title industry the lending institutions the uh, uh you know especially when you get to large corporations you can't work for them unless you have a license. This was something we emphasized in Indiana was that if you do away with licensure, uh, it's gonna be surveyors from Illinois, Michigan, Kentucky, and Ohio coming into Indiana 
uh, because we're not going to have a license and, and we've got all these people, including state government, that require licensure. And why do they require licensure? Because they know that when people have a license, they have been qualified by experience, education, and examination to do the work that they need to, to have done. So, um, so I think, uh, you know, these are things that we need to emphasize the, 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 uh, you know, the, the, the emphasis on real property. And you mentioned earlier, you know, this is something that, that is, people acquire their property and it's it's the largest amount of money they're ever going to expend most likely and uh, and they need some confidence in in where their boundaries are and that their legal description is correct and the, and the way that that people get that confidence is through licensure so um, I, I think it's very important to bring in uh, these these other groups so that they can support licensure help help support licensure for us also. Otherwise, we're just, you know, it, it appears to be just self-interest. Exactly. Um, Kurt, what are your thoughts on how do we move forward knowing we've got all of these different requirements for licensure in various states um, and, and still providing that same level of, of, of security, professionalism um, across the board you know, we've talked about a little bit that it's it's hard to have that that portability with the licensure. How any thoughts on how we do move forward as a profession to be able to help ease that 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 burden of knowing I can survey here, but I can you know, however, they're getting the same level across the across the country. A tough question to answer. Uh, I, I would only, like give, I only give I only give you the tough questions. I throw this I would off like to Gary to say that if we were better messengers and were able to state the case more uh, in a way that people can accept it for what it is, rather than interpret what they think we're saying, or if we say something that is incorrect. I mean, we, so. The simple answer would be we need, we need to be better messengers. But even with that, as Gary's experienced over time and has had an eye, um, sometimes it doesn't matter because the folks you're dealing with don't want to hear it. And, and so becoming, this was a, a, from my background being a preacher's kid, being preachy about it doesn't necessarily do us a lot of good. But at the same time, we have to be persuasive enough to work with people to understand what it is we do and what its purpose is, or the parameters for what's required for us to do the work we do and present that in a way that demonstrates that we are helpful for whatever their purposes may be rather than being obstructionist. And, and that's, the, that's the difficult part, is determining how to do that. Um, and, and this is not a direct analogy, um, of, of course, but of course you guys know my dad was a minister. And uh, sometimes in that position, he had to be able to tell people to go to hell in a way that made them look forward to the trip. 
Um, and and that, that's a really tough thing to do. And, and I'm not making that analogy for what we need to do. But the point is, we need to be better messengers. We, we need to, as a group, not just a handful of people, but as a profession itself, I think. We need to teach ourselves to be better, better communicators about who we are, what we do, how it impacts who, what other people are doing, and that we're part of the fabric of helping get things done, not obstructing. Exactly. Well, and not to, you know, try to make this a kumbaya moment or such, but I guess over over the past couple of years, and I'm going to say this is part of getting older and seeing things through a little bit of different lenses. Um, I know having some diff- some other experiences and other conversations with other cultures and other societies around the world that that don't take a their prop their property rights for for granted because they can wake up one day and somebody has has basically uh, taken over their property uh, at a drop of a hat and then also b there are also i mean there's a lot of societies around the world where the surveyor is held in a much higher regard you know with the minister with the doctor um because they they do have this not provide this knowledge of of property and you know the this like you just said Gary the biggest uh, acquisition besides your family um, you know growing your family over the years the biggest physical acquisition that that a person might make that for someone to have that knowledge of where where the boundaries lie and what I you know telling me what I truly own um, there there's it's it's highly respected in other places. Um, not saying we have to go beating beating our chests for that, but I I think Kurt, you're right that we we really need to tailor that message to say, you, you know, the service we provide is pretty darn important, and we we would like for you to help you understand why that is. Um, any thoughts, Gary, on on where where we go forward from from all of this? Yeah, I. Uh... I totally agree with Kurt, and I, I, you know, as you guys know, I write a column in American Surveyor. I think the last column that that was published, I talked about the the message. I told people, yes. uh, you know, surveyors need to, uh, you know, join a Toastmasters club, for example. We we've got to do better at public speaking. Um, you know, it's not. It's kind of like testifying in court. I I had a judge tell me one time. You know, yeah, I, you know, I had that had that expert surveyor come in, and man, they they were awesome. They, you know, they obviously knew their stuff. I, but I sure wish I understood what they told me. <laughs> you know, and and we've got to be able to get a message across that in a way that people understand. And we've all seen experts. We even saw, it, you know, have seen it through the uh, through the lens of the of the um, uh, of COVID you know, medical professions coming on and talking. And, and I know darn well what they're saying is extremely valuable, uh, accurate uh, information. But to the average person, they're like, I, I, I don't know what they just said. Mm-hmm. You know, the efficacy of AI, you know, whatever. But uh, that, that's just one thought. Another thought going forward, and, and I, this is controversial, but I believe that it's, that it's true. Uh, I mentioned at the beginning, the reason we are, I think the reason we are licensed, or I alluded to this, is because of boundaries and legal descriptions, right? Now, our license, uh, you know, extends into a lot of other precise measurement and creating topographic surveys and a a lot of other things. 
but ultimately I think the protection of the public comes down to the integrity of boundaries and being able to write a proper legal description, which are, are not disconnected. In fact, they're tied at the hip to each other. Uh, I think going forward because of technology, uh, that one of the one of the things we probably need to be thinking about is uh, I, I mentioned this decoupling, which is uh, acknowledging the fact that you know what maybe we need to look at our definitions because uh, almost anybody can do an awful lot of what we used to be the only ones that can you know that could do it. It used to be if you wanted a precise measurement on land. Uh, guess what? You had to call a surveyor. That was it. Well, mm -hmm. now any anybody can make a precise measurement on land. And Kurt's point is well taken. Precision and accuracy are two different things. But I, I think that that in the future we probably need to be looking at the definition of surveying. And I happen to think that over time it's going to be you know more and more. Uh, consolidated back down to what it originally was, which has to do with boundaries and legal descriptions, not including all this other stuff that we used to be the only ones that can do, but guess what? Now everybody can do it. And I think part of the solution to some of the problem would be uh, recognizing that in our laws and, uh, and, and then the license isn't as, as uh, uh, I, I, in a way, I guess, intrusive because we've narrowed the scope of, of it. And I, you know, that, that's an extremely controversial thing uh, to talk about, at least in a lot of circles in surveying, but I, I happen to think that's, that's true. And I think that's probably gonna be the case at some point. And it might be part of the answer out of our problem if we acknowledge that and say, okay, you know, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Let, let's look at definitions. Exactly. Go ahead, My perspective Gary. on that, Gary, is that transformation, whatever it may be, has to also include accountability. You know, you can say, yeah, other people can do this stuff. But part of the reason surveyors are licensed, other professionals are licensed, is accountability. So if if other entities or other professions or individuals, whoever whatever the case may be, because of technologies, have the ability to do some of the things that we've historically done, if there has to be accountability for that as well. And that's why we're licensed, right? Because we have to be accountable. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, uh one of the one of the lines through there though is uh you know if somebody wants to create a topographic map and and hire an unlicensed person and it turns out that you know they've got a bad topo so their water's not draining and it's flooding today or whatever um that's their problem right they they you know i i, I just saw recently the uh what there's a t-shirt out there that says something like uh, if you think a, you know, if you think a, a survey costs a lot of money, uh, buy a cheap survey and find out, you know, mm -hmm. 
what it is. But but I, the point is well taken though, because uh, we can we can get insurance. You can't get professional liability insurance as a surveyor unless you're a professional surveyor. And uh, and I think that's an important point. That's part of what you're talking about, Kurt. That's where part of the accountability is 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 I've got the you know I've got the insurance that, and and I'm sure you guys have both been asked questions like this before. Well, what if you make a mistake? And I've I've told well if I make a mistake then I then I'm responsible for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I think your your point's well taken. Well, and something that we're we're doing uh, this will be a shameless plug for more for the uh, for the podcast. Um, we do have a we started a series called What Is Surveying. And to date, we have uh, interviewed uh, Brent Jones with Esri, uh, Linda Foster, who is a, a professional land surveyor and a GISP from South Dakota. Uh, she's actually our NSPS uh, South Dakota director um, that uses both sides of that. And then we also sat down with Dave Doyle to talk about the geodesy side of surveying. And the plan is to also then talk about hydrography, Photogrammet- true photogrammetry with airplanes and, and aerials. Um, we'll get into some UAVs. But to your point, both of you, is that surveying has changed. And it is different things to different people. And a lot of it, unfortunately, is based upon the technology we now can buy, the software we can now install and loosely tell us what we should be doing and how to go about it. You know, to your point, Gary, that you can hire some a non-licensed person to do the topo um, whether it's manually or UAV or whatever, and they push a button on the software and, hey, I got a topo. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's correct. That's just what the software spit out, and it's that knowledge of knowing what it actually is. Um, we really need to sit down and identify more and more of these things of what is surveying and how do we how do we uh, get keep this thing going forward and making sure that we, we get the public to understand what our duties are. So, um, well, we try to keep these down uh, to a reasonable amount of time so we don't take up, well, A, the speaker's time and B, the listeners too much. But, uh, Kurt, any parting shots on uh, where we need to be for going forward to the next step of protecting surveying and, and licensure? Um. Nothing I could tell you in 15 seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about, how about you, Gary? What, uh, what, what is it? I mean, this is a conversation worth having and worth and worth not, and we're not fighting for, but worth working on and moving towards uh, a, a good viable solution to cover everyone. Cause it comes down to still protecting the public. Yeah, uh, I, I, and that's why I've written that little paper, which I've, once I'm done, I'm going to make available and you guys can do whatever mm-hmm. you want with it. But part of my my goal was, you know, the proverbial elevator speech. I, I think we need to say uh, across the board, surveyors need to be able to say, here's why it's important, right? And, and, and have the same message. And Kurt certainly knows the importance of having the, the same message. Um, he and I talk about that frequently with ALTA on SPS, but uh, a, a short, succinct message that everybody can buy into that tells the story. And, and part of that is what we talked about earlier, being able, willing and able uh, to, to tell that story. 
right? To be able to get up in front of somebody and whether it's a, a, a house committee at your state house or whether it's, it's the, the Kiwanis or whomever it is, uh, explain why what we do is important in a few words. And, and that's, you know, that was the goal of what I have been trying to pull, pull together. And I know there are other things that have been written that are, that are good. I just saw the stuff from the uh, NSPF Standards Committee. Uh, but we, you know, it, it's got to be boiled down to uh, something that, you know, can be stated in a, in a short amount of time that gets the message across. Absolutely. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for your time. This obviously, I think we will end up having some follow-ups on this, and as we make some progress and have more conversations about uh, where serving licensing needs to go and how we develop, uh, almost need to develop a little more of a national standard of what of what licensure is about. Um, and it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of conversations, but uh, I, I know you both are you both are good for a good conversation and, and working through it. So. Uh, I appreciate you both being on. Um, uh, we are still coming up on episode 100, so please uh, please subscribe and feel free to to give us any comments, feedback on whatever we're doing. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Sounds good. We'll see you both next week. Yes, very good. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.